Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is brought to you in association with Labbrooks for all your betting needs. With a new site design and great prices, it's our preferred bookie. New members can get a free match bet up to £50 when you sign up and use the code LAD50. Check on site for details at labbrooks.com. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair, and we're here for season 2015-16. And very exciting it is too. And I've got two guests here with me this evening. We've got Miles Weber. Good evening. And we've got Dave Hodgson. Good evening. Uh, gentlemen, we've got a lot to look forward to. And I thought I would start with kind of what are we most looking forward to and what are we fearing most for season 2015-16. A miserable season last season, won nothing, only came second in the Premier League. Miles, kick us off. What were you most looking forward to then? Well, I think, like most fans, we're looking forward to see how the new buys over the course of the close season are going to perform. Um, and I think particularly a lot of interest around Sterling, uh, what he's going to bring to the team. We've saw some flashes of genius in Stuttgart and probably the only saving grace of that game. So I think that's going to be interesting to watch, uh, to see how Pellegrini fits him in uh, to, to the team will be interesting. I think what I'm worried about is... Should we be reading too much into that last uh, pre-season friendly? Um, you know, around pace, around our back four, which hasn't been strengthened, that hasn't been touched by any buys over the course of the summer. I suppose that what is what worries me. So a nice balance, optimism for Sterling um, and how he settles into the team and worry and concern around what we're going to do with the back four. Uh, well, I guess we'll come back to both of those things. So, so Dave, uh, anything different? How does that sort of fit with your, your plans? There's one thing that I wanted to see from this pre-season. And I think I have seen it, and it's David Silva setting the pace, looking like the genius and the wizard that we know he is. If City are going to play well this season, if we've got a chance of getting the title, David Silva has to be on song, and David Silva has been on song. He's been setting the pace, he's been little bits of wonderful footwork, getting assists. To see David Silva in the sort of form we've seen him in pre-season is, I think, the best indicator of us potentially doing well. In terms of what worries me for this season, 
we still haven't strengthened at central midfield. And that, for me, is a big step. Fabian Delph is a good player and he replaces James Milner quite well. But I still think we need that one star-studded addition. Just like Chelsea bought in Fabregas last season. And yeah, it's only taken me five minutes of a podcast to mention Chelsea. I'm sorry. But, you know, to bring the, in someone... The runners-up of the... Uh community shields right. indeed indeed and to bring someone in in that central midfield role I think really would facilitate a you know a title challenge Pogba watch this space so, so should we start with that back four then because I think you know I think we've probably all written it down how I many you, you mentioned miles the whole sort of pre-season we didn't exactly cover ourselves in glory but that back four we've got company and if I kick off company who I could argue, we could argue, he's past his sell-by date. You know, he's maybe, you know, past his best. Uh, you've got Dimichelis, arguably also past his best. And you've got Mangala, who, frankly, you know, uh, has been criticised quite a bit during last season and didn't exactly, as I say, cover himself in glory during the closest. And that's, you know, per many two from those three, and that's our back four. And, you know, that's not looking great. And, and, and uh, there's... I haven't heard any press, any stories about us going after anybody either. It's a strength. Everybody else are attacking midfielders or strikers. There's no de- no other defender being mentioned. I don't understand that. Who's available? That's that's. I think this has been a really weird season. In that there's been so little in terms of defenders on the move. You know, we've had normally it's it's Rafael Varane at Real Madrid or Pepe or you know whoever you know the sort of rotation you get it from Real Madrid or you see some defender from Germany Hummels you know who gets linked but this season they all seem to be staying put so there aren't the defender the defenders on offer for us to take up but you know I wouldn't say company's past his best I think he's had a bad season I think he will I think you know if company doesn't have quite the same pressure on him as he did last season where he was sort of having to pull Mangala along some of the way I'm, I'm hoping he will, he will come good but for me the thing I'm really excited about this season and a player who I think shows real promise and you know probably the first player I've seen from our youth system in recent years who looks like he could properly cut it in this team is Jason Denier and to get into that Belgium team to be playing mm. in that you know in, in what is a ludicrously star-studded team and to hold his own in the way he did over the summer that takes a real talent he's young he's composed he's strong he's quick he's good on the ball he's a company mark too and if we can bring him through I think Mangala's got problems because this guy could very easily overtake him but I, I think Denier is going to be the player this season who we really need to look out for so you're going to agree that company's not past it? Obviously, I'm playing devil's advocate here, as no, I, I do. No, I, I don't but think... He, you know, you could, well, he didn't have a great season last season, did no, he? he didn't. He that didn't. was just an off-season, was it, then? And he'll I be think that was an off-season. And I think if you remember, Nasri from two seasons ago had an off-season, then had a great season, then came back to having a bad season. I think players can go through cycles. It doesn't take a lot to knock a player's, you know, confidence and then just to have other issues around them, like having to bring Mangala along. That's a good point. That actually just pulls him away from focusing on what he has to do. I do worry. I worry also about whether um, Pellegrini understands the introduction of of, of younger players and getting the mix right. And I would, I I think he'll just defer straight to Dumikalis and and bring him back in rather than say, let me take a spin on this, except for maybe a cup game and and bring in younger talent that's been developing. I don't, I haven't seen, I'm, I'm, I'm not very confident that Pellegrini really understands how to introduce that into the team. I've not really seen it, unless I'm wrong. Well, I'll always remember that season, the first season under Mark Hughes, 2008-2009, which is sort of remembered by so many City fans as the, um, as the fall of Richard Dunn. 
And the fall of Richard Dunn was propagated by the fall in form of Micah Richards. So Richard Dunn was doing two men's work. I think company had to compensate for Mangala's struggle to acclimatise to the Premier League, which ultimately I believe he will do. I just don't... You know, I, I think company had so much pressure on his shoulders last season. And I think now maybe a little less is expected of him. But it's felt that... De- it's, it's maybe even felt that Demichelis is the elder statesman in our defence who people look to for support. But can you see Pellegrini bringing in other other players available to him from EDS and other parts of the club into the first team? I've, I've, I've not seen it. He's not got a great track record of doing no. that exactly, has he? I think he is a very different case now with... Mangala, obviously, there's the price tag. He almost has to play him, so he has mm. to bring that young defender through. And Denier now is, to me, looks so much less an EDS player. I mean, right off the season with Celtic, because that, that league, you may as well be playing in League Two. There's, there's no competition there. There's no standard. But to be getting in that Belgium team and to be playing as well as he did, you know, he, I think he shows star quality. And he's playing alongside top-class players and showing star quality. I think he can... I think he was quite good in pre-season. Obviously, our defensive record's not been great, but I think he's always looked good. I think he can he can really, really add something. Uh, uh, just finally on the defence, I don't know whether either of you got the chance to see anything of the Stuttgart game the last sort of pre-season before they flew home. It was 4-0 at half-time Stuttgart. I think we got two back in the second half. I mean, our defence looked awful. I mean, just really, really awful. So, you know, I don't want to go on about this and sort of start with too much of a negative. We're going to turn, turn to the positives in a moment. Just you know, a final word again, uh, on the Stuttgart game, anybody? We were a yard of pace short. And in pre-season, that's usually fine. I think this is a little too close to the start of the season for me not to worry. But, again, this is, this is pre-season. Pellegrini will have watched that. His fitness coaches will be having some kind of thromby behind the scenes and will say, right, we need to get these guys sprints, runs, getting them really on the pace because they have got to be they've got to be tracking back far quick. Certainly the first goal. The first goal, you know, classic route one, exactly what West Brom mm. will try and do to us next week. And it was a case that a striker ran through, he was quicker than us. And this I mean company Mangala Sanya has pace in that. Kolarov maybe not so much, but there is pace in that back four. And it's, it's pace that's not being realised. That's a matter of fitness. It's not a matter of limited resources. So, and it will just be a case that we think, right, maybe we focus too much on the technical aspect. We haven't, or tactics, we haven't trained enough on the physical aspects of the game. This last week, we are going to hammer fitness. I wouldn't be surprised if they're staying extra this week to do extra sort of workouts, physical training. And I, I think this is something that will be ironed out and rectified. I hope you're right. Let, let's turn to something positive. So, so let's talk about our, a couple of new signings. The great, the magnificent, the stupendous Raheem Sterling. The pride of old Neesden. Absolutely. Born and bred Mancunian. Uh, delighted to have <laughs> him on board. all the best are. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Present company accepted, Miles Webber. Uh, so go on, g- kick off with, I, I, uh, with your I, views. I'm, I'm exci- I mean, look, I'm, I'm excited about the player. I'm less excited about the personality that comes with the player. Um, we've had one or two of those in the past. We, we? We, we're pretty good at though, managing those. Um, but I, I do, I look, I, I think what he gives us is a range of options we haven't had for a very long time. The, the being, being able to then run down the line and cut in and bring the ball and play all the way through to even you know, scoring, if he so chooses, I think gives us a whole range of options. I think Aguero particularly is going to really like what he's going to see from him. And if he tucks in nicely and close to Aguero, I think that's going to be quite exciting about what we see from him. So I think it's just it's, it's another 
another option. I mean, technically, he can go left or right. I think it's interesting. I'm looking forward to it. I, I just hope on the man management side, that's stamped down on hard and fast early. I'd say two points on Sterling. Number one, I don't think he is this awful character everyone's painted him to be. I think he's a young boy, maybe not particularly bright, who wants to see, who wants to win trophies. It's understandable that he wants to win trophies. He was the best player in that Liverpool team last season. He is a remarkable talent. And being honest, do, do any of you see Liverpool winning trophies in the next five years? I don't. I, I don't think Brendan Rodgers has got it in him, and I don't think the way they play is set up for that. I think now we are, we are a better prospect to play for than Liverpool. I think he's seen that, and he did what he needed to do to get that move to that club. And with, with the way contracts work now, you have to be pretty forceful to make that but work. But there's, there's forceful and there's, and there's being, frankly, really quite obnoxious. And I, and I, I mean, if I was a Liverpool fan and I, and I had sympathy for, for the way they felt that he disrespected them, very unlike how James Milner moved the other way, with a lot of respect for the, for the fans. But his contract was ending. It was a completely different situation. Yeah, I still think that's... I mean, I think there's a way to engineer it when you leave with a little bit of grace, even as you suggest, that you've got to force a hand somewhere. I just don't think he covered himself in glory on that exit. He'll get, a, he'll get a warm welcome back Anfield, I think, when we play there away, <laughs> yeah. won't he? I think they'll, they'll all very stand and, and uh, from the cop and warm very politely when he... Uh, applaud very politely when he comes on. That's his track record. Uh, someone else who, if we're talking about behaviour and transfers, I have to say personally, that, and you made the point, Miles, these are young lads who, you know, have a short career and they want success. And I don't think it's un, you know, unreasonable to expect them to, you know, look for the best deal. Um, and I think that's all he's done. Uh, Fabian found it a bit difficult to make up his mind so he's staying he's going you know I think it, it, he is, he is, he is, his saga he has, is markedly he has, worse he has it? joined us hasn't he he's, yes. not, he's not changed his Absolutely. mind he's I think, definitely I think joined. He's there. He's there. there's yeah. an option in case he changed his mind before Again. 31st of August no, I think, I but, think he's there <laughs> but you know again I suppose you could argue if you're a Villa fan you could be pretty pissed yeah. off with him as well couldn't you I'd be more pissed off with him than I would I be as a Liverpool fan. That's a really fair point he's I, the I captain as well He was. he will be the focal point of how Sherwood was trying to build a team and he committed and then a week later, he... We didn't just he commit. Away. He nailed his colours to the mast to say, I am Villa through and through, I'm never leaving this club. Which is sheer lunacy if you're not going to fulfil that commitment. I mean, one, my worry... I mean, it's a worry. It's just it's, it's a fan's observation that we are increasingly becoming really quite unpopular yeah. <laughs> amongst other Premier League teams. Yeah. And what, what about the player? What about Fabian Delph, the player? Dave, you, 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 know, you look at the other teams, I know you've got great knowledge of all the other teams. How, how would you rate him? He's injured at the moment. He picked up an ankle injury, didn't he? I'm very pleased to see us sign him. Number one, eight million is a steal. In the current market, I would, I would put him somewhere between 15 and 20. And I wouldn't say, uh, he's probably a bit like James Munn. I wouldn't say he's the most technically gifted. He was really quite hailed when he came on the scene with Leeds. He was very sort of exciting young talent. But the thing that strikes me about him is he's... He's like Milner and he's that sort of old-fashioned Yorkshireman workhorse. You get him on the ball, he will, you know, he, he'll be able to, he, he might not be able to sort of ping a pass like Pirlo, but he will, he will chase every loose ball down, he will make that work, he'll do those box-to-box runs. He, he's, he's quite similar to Fernandinho, which will be interesting to see how those two, say, that's, how does that, those two how does gel that, in. Where, when do we play him? Is he a cup game? Is he, where do you see him play? I think with that midfield and the fact we've got so many players who are... We've got Yayatori, who's a cut above the rest technically, but his attitude can be wanting. And then we've got, you know, sort of Fernandinho, Delph, who aren't so technically proficient, 
but will work very hard. And then Fernando, who the jury's still out on, but he's a very set position. Quite how that midfield dynamic works out, and it gives us a good range of things to consider. Well, let's pick up on that, because so let's say we can pick our best side, knowing what we know, and we may come on to other signings that may be in the offing or not. Kevin De Bruyne is somebody who's been mentioned, and you know we may we may not. Let's assume for a moment we've only got the squad that we've got, say only, only got the mm. squad of world-class players that we've assembled. So let, let's sort of, you know, we've got West Brom Monday night, um, let's you know, pick your side then who's who's going to go first so Joe Joe, obviously in goal you're back four who's your yeah. back four then best team if Zaba's fit I'll always go I with Zaba agree um, I'll go with company and probably Demichelis for the first game I just want I just think Demichelis offers a certain steadiness that maybe if company is a little bit rattled he, he can at least lean on Demichelis a little bit. I can't believe I'm saying that from a couple of seasons ago, mm-hmm. but I think those having your two senior heads to start off with, especially when there's obvious uncertainty about our defence, really good move. I see. I, I, I might challenge that. I might want to see Mangala start just to give him that confidence about where he ranks in the choice. Um, and also, I think you just need a little bit of height on the back there, given that West Brom are just going to hammer long balls in, and the fact that Mangala can, has got huge, you know, clearing height when he's headers are in the right direction away from the goal. Mm. Um, okay, I mean we've got limited choice, haven't we, in the central defence? So, so it's going to be one, one of that. It's going to be one of those. Three. And the other full back? Who are you going with the other side? <sighs> Always collar off for me. Okay, so midfield, it's the midfield that's the interesting bit, isn't it? Yaya's going to start, and whether he's presumably going to be starting more defensively um, to, to start with. How many are we going to play up top? Because the, 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 are we starting with Sergio up front on his own? You've got Bonnie there. Is Aguero fit for the game? Don't know. How long ago do the Argentinians come back? Well, I, mean, I, I, gonna... I don't know if they are back, or but if they are, then I don't think, I, I'm, not sure if I'm not sure if they're all back and they're all going to be fit. Someone says they're back, but they're not going to be fit. He hasn't featured yet, you see, in pre-season. I mean, I, I imagine that we will start with Bonnie, purely because Bonnie will be the only one who's match fit, yeah. assuming yeah. jacko has gone. Yeah. And so then I, I assume we, we will play 4-5-1 in some variation thereof. Yeah. All right. Um, can we talk about some some other signings as well? And uh, do you know much about Patrick Roberts from F- Fulham? I mean, it, it, apparently, you know, I, I know nothing about him. I, He's had all rave, I know, rave reviews. All I know from a Fulham fan is that he is spectacular. Yeah, he's very strong um, and a very exciting opportunity. That's all I know. And Kevin De Bruyne, then, is, is he on his way? What's, what's the word on the street? Do, do we think it's, it's a, there's no smoke without fire? I've I got a feeling there's something going on. Surely, how long can a courtship? last until you've got to cool it off have you met my wife <laughs> um it's, it's just going on eternally i mean i i, I is he doing a sterling i, I don't know or is what he doing a do. delf yeah or is he doing a delf i i don't know i i don't know how when you've got a cool time on that um so i don't know what i, I have no idea what's going on my understanding is the will is there from him wolfsburg are holding out for somewhere in the tune of 50 million and he's probably not quite worth that. Mm. I think... I, I don't think the deal will go ahead myself, um, which is interesting in that I think if he arrives, that is going to be a really difficult situation for Nasri. And I, I yeah. think that, that would spell the end of Sami Nasri yeah. if, if we were to get De Bruyne, who's, who is a very gifted player. He's got... Was it something like... You know, I think he got double-digit goals and assists last season for Wolfsburg. I mean, yeah. he is... He's very proficient... I think Chelsea have missed a trick, you know, especially seeing as Quadrado has completely flopped, who was sort of supposed to come in to replace him. You know, I think Chelsea have missed a trick, but I don't I wouldn't be fully comfortable with fifty million for that player. 
All right. Before we go, I want to say goodbye to some players as well. I think it's only right, one or two sort of uh, city legends in that list. So before we do that, just to let you know that we've teamed up with Ladbrokes, who are going to give us some exclusive betting odds and offers for our listeners. So listen out for a special mini-show later in the week and keep an eye on our Facebook page and our Twitter feed, which, of course, is at City Podcast. And all the links to our Facebook page, Twitter and details of our fantastic phone app are all there at citypodcast.net. So a few to say goodbye to, uh, and we'll just do a live on each one let's start with James Milner we've already touched on him already I think it's just just you know wishing the best of luck at Liverpool thank him for all his service you know fabulous loved him only one James Milner great servant for club I wish he was joining a club I liked more but he is <laughs> you know very technical well not, not very technical why'd I say that very good work rate surprisingly technical for how much he was maligned he wasn't he was a solid 7 out of 10 every week and I think we'll miss him for that. Uh, we'll miss less the next few I'm going to mention, I suspect. Stefan Jovetic, gone to Inter Milan, ladies and gentlemen. In- interesting, interesting. I mean, I think it was... Pe- I can't remember who was saying it. Was it Pellegrini? He's one of the most gifted players he's ever worked mm. with, but it just hasn't worked out. I, he, I think he was, he's shown great proficiency when he's played, but... I think it's a little bit too much puppy enthusiasm to, to, to try and make the most spectacular goals from any position and that was about maturity and, and, and learning the game and he's you know who knows what happens with him he's on, he's on loan isn't he yep. so yep. who knows uh, Aston Villa has snapped two Micah Richards I mean I, you know a, a buoyant man of the club um, but you know just, just not at the level that we, we need a consistent player to be at and therefore maybe he's found his right market we're all gutted it, it didn't work out personally I'd have liked to have kept him and got a shot of Sanya purely because I think they're probably fairly similar San, uh, Richard's a lot younger and would fill the homegrown contingency but fair play to him he wants to play football in a very average Villa side mm-hmm. I think he probably will Talking about Villa and very average in the same sentence, Scott Sinclair. I'd have driven him personally. <laughs> Bless him. Goodbye, Scott, and thank you. Uh, and Dedrick Boyata, Celtic, Glasgow Celtic, the green and white hoops of Glasgow Celtic. Celtic, I got to say it. Cel- Celtic, that's him. I think. That's them, yeah, and it's Dedrick. I'm thinking Dedrick, you see, that's why I can't say Celtic Boyata. and Dedrick. Uh, you know what? He, he did have uh, certainly early flashes of, of very interesting. Um, skill, but so often are not just wrong judgment, wrong decisions, uh, you know, poor challenges, red cards. Um, enjoy, enjoy Scotland. Scottish Premier League is probably about his level. And is Jekyll on his way out as well? Then it would appear so. Yeah, I think so. A so. player whose scoring record has never quite reflected the fans' opinion of him. I've always found it incredibly frustrating to watch, in that he. He does seem to mess up so many things yeah, where we think he, a player of his ability should take, but the, the stats speak, and he has actually been yeah. a very astute signing from Mancini and really has, has delivered at some big moments. And, of course, who can forget the equaliser in the QPR game? I remember it well. And, of course, the Spurs game as well. <laughs> but I think with Jacko, if you and I've always been hard on him, if you, if you did op- missed opportunities to, to, you know, points taken... I don't think there'll be a bigger gap in the Premier League in, in what, what he's done. So good, good luck at Roma, I think it is. Mm. 
yeah, we'll wait and see. He may well be back. Twenty million um, for a twenty-nine-year-old as well. Mm. I'm not going to complain. No, absolutely. Can, can we talk about this this coming weekend? Obviously, everybody else sort of plays Saturday, Sunday. We're we're not kicking off until Monday night, um, and that means the podcast has been uh, moved to the Tuesday for next week. So listen out for that. We'll be back again every week. Uh, West Brom away. I mean, you made the point earlier on, Dave, didn't you, that uh, not an ideal place to go, first up. Absolutely not. I've always had a certain respect. Respect in a very sort of limited sense, but respect nonetheless for Tony Pulis. Um, He has created sides that are notoriously difficult to beat at home. Hawthorne is always a bit of a sort of forbidding place to go. I... I think it's not going to be easy for us. I think they're certainly going to test us with the sort of balls I was describing earlier that we failed to deal with at Stuttgart. But really, there isn't enough in that team that should be able yeah. to really put us under pressure. It's got to be three points. I mean, it's got to be three points. But I th- I, for me, I think Pulis has never recovered from Gillingham 99. I think it's, I think it's marked on him. And every time we play, whether it was at Stoke, wherever it was, he would he, that's an extra 10% that comes out of a team when he plays against us. Um, but I think it'll be horrendous, but I think it's three points. And uh, th- we then play, uh, play the champions. So it's funny how, isn't it, the computer sort of churns out these fixtures, isn't it? So uh, we play the champions at home the following Sunday. Yeah, I think it's going to be a, a very early, interesting game of the season. I think it's going to be early test. Very. That's that's the that's the that's the cliche. The early test. But I think it's true. I think it's going to be fascinating to see. Um, I think we'll have two teams who will have just found their rhythm and form. I hope, as was Mourinho's excuse for the Charity Shield um, on on Sunday, uh, and we'll have already kind of bedded in the season. Let's see. I mean, it's going to be fascinating to watch too early to call it and as I'm always getting grief for for things I say on here I am a bit of a fan of Mourinho I have a lot of respect for his amazing ability to turn teams into winners and I would I I would expect Chelsea to come out victorious but if we if we can knuckle down and really deal with the fact that Chelsea are probably going to try and shut the shop and take a draw because it's City away you know, if, if, we, if we can deal with that, that bodes really well that we will have learnt a certain tactical nous to get to get round that situation. It's really interesting, that sort of as a, as a final sort of uh, comment from you both. Um, just kind of kind of predictions, really, which is the first show of the season, and you knew I was going to ask you this question. But interestingly, I've been listening to the radio, reading the papers, looking at Twitter. We're not being talked about as potential Premier League champions. This is the, kind of the first time in about four or five years. You know, despite the money we spent, despite our success over the last few years, we've always been there or thereabouts. But actually, going back to what you said earlier, Dave, you were talking about kind of Liverpool not a hope in hell, but people are actually talking about Liverpool now ahead of City. I've heard other people saying that. That. You know, you've got Arsenal, who clearly, having won the Charity Shield, that's it. You know, it's their Premier League. Yeah. You know, Chelsea are there. Stretford are always mentioned. Christ knows why, but they are. But actually, people are talking about Liverpool now so almost before City, and I just wondered how you reacted to that. I, I quite like being under the radar, to be honest. I quite like starting the season with the expectations broadly in check. And I also think people are waiting to see what is going to happen, what is the team that Pellegrini is going to bring to the table. Um, we can't quite see how it's all going to fit together yet. Let's let, is it going to be Boney and Aguero? Is it going to be one up front? Where's Sterling going to play? What are they going to do about the back four? So I think there are unanswered questions, which has probably put people's scent off us for the beginning of the season. Not a bad place to be. 
the bizarre dynamic that seems to be playing at the moment, you saw it in the media this weekend where the story splashed across the sun. Bearing in mind this is just the weekend before the start of the new season was Manchester City offered £20 million a season to Pep Guardiola. This is for next season. They're already talking about Pellegrini going next summer on the advent of a new season. There's this sort of underlying dynamic that everyone sees Pellegrini as having one season left regardless of what he does. That would be terrible management from the club to say, whatever happens this season, you're out on your ass. I think, I think in reality, Pellegrini is under pressure and that puts an extra sort of onus on him, an extra narrative for him to deliver. But you could argue that there was a lot of pressure, like we won nothing last year and he's still there. Is that because the person they wanted wasn't available or is that because actually they want to give him a little bit more time? What, what's, what, what's your view? Is it, is it simply that Pep wasn't around and wasn't, certainly it made could, himself unavailable? It could have been, but I'm, I'm going to say something which I, I, I'm not sure if it's right. But I do think amongst the owners of the club, there is a degree of we need to do the right thing. This man is on a three-year contract. Um, we need to offer him the full terms of that contract and give him the space to do that. Um, whether that's true or not, I have no idea. Could it have been people weren't available? Maybe. But I do get a sense. There is a kind of sense from, from, from you know, the, the, the ownership of the club that we're trying to do the honourable thing, and that is to give the man... Don't, don't they just want to win stuff, surely? Isn't that what it's all about? It's what we hear. Yeah, that, but you win, know, they've, win they've, stuff they've, the right they've got, way. They've got the five-year plan. You know, they've got absolute clarity around winning silverware. We won nothing. Well, as, as, I, as I said on here, I would have, if the right man was available, I'd have let him go in February. If we could have got Simeone or Guardiola in, mainly Simeone, but if we could have got him in, it would have been, a, you know, I would have made that move. But the fact is, there's no point firing a manager unless you can bring in someone better, and we couldn't. I mean, Ancelotti has said he's taking a year out. Klopp, I think, had said something of a similar vein. The, so the two top-level managerial candidates who were available were not available. You know, the ones who the media was sort of touting with. There was, so, in reality, it was the right decision to keep Pellegrini, but whether that will p- play out at the end of the season when Guardiola's contract expires, when maybe Klopp and Ancelotti come back to the table, when maybe Simeone wants a new challenge, it could get very different. So let's have your predictions then, gentlemen. We've got, I've got written down three tournaments here. I've got the Champions League, I've got the Premier League and the FA Cup. I'm not worried about the League Cup, to be honest. So uh, we're going to start with you then, Miles. So... Champions League, how far are we going to get? About time we won it, isn't it? Semi-final. Semi-final of Champions I'm writing this down, you know, so it's going to sort of come back to haunt you here. So semi-final. Premier League. Uh, I'm going to say second. Runners-up. And the FA Cup. Winners. <laughs> Outstanding. There we go. Dave. I'm Champions good. League. Quarter-final. Quarter-final. So we'll, we'll surpass our all our expectations and previous record but again the the top teams are still that little step away Premier League sir second two runners up then and the FA Cup I think Classic City will go out in sort of fifth or quarter finals in some away game at some difficult place where inevitably questions start getting asked and that becomes a galvanising factor of our season as it always seems to be Gentlemen, that's fantastic to have you. Dave Hodgson, Miles Webber, thank you very much for joining us here on the Man City Show. Uh, this is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll be talking to you all very, very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.